Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And today, as as always, I'm joined by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim? What? 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 It's the day before. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> it's today, like is al- today is always was a, what I was trying to say. My, my <laughs> thing got tussled. <laughs> oh, Chris, I love you, man. It just cracks me up. I just had it. It's all good. Yeah. I missed you guys last week in the recording and glad to be back. I'm on PD. No, I'm oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I swallowed wait. and got choked. <laughs> <laughs> Your time is coming, Berto. Just shut up, man. (laughs) No, I'm on PTO this week and catching up on um, odds and ends at home and uh, getting a variety of things knocked out. And it's um, the first full week of October, which in Indiana means you will run your air conditioning during the daytime and your heater at night. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, I've been uh, experiencing last few days. So all is good. Very cool. Berto, what's new? Uh, Not a whole lot new with me, man. Just uh, the same old, same old other week of work staying busy as usual mm-hmm. but um yeah it's no not a whole lot not as a uh, not as much as is new with you now that you're officially a texan yeah yeah i i what? got a i got a truck that, um we actually didn't <laughs> we didn't end up recording last week even though we'd planned to um because i was sitting at a carmax uh signing papers and waiting and waiting and waiting um <laughs> Uh, for for everything. Are you still there? Let's be honest. No, no. I they they did actually get me out of there last Tuesday, but um, yeah, we we got out of there at like nine thirty or it was really late. Um, but we uh, but yeah, I traded in my two thousand four Toyota Matrix that made it to a little over two hundred sixty seven thousand miles. Um, and Alberto, he he very jokingly but very honestly has said several times that, you know, you're standing by and you hear my car crank on and you go, where's the diesel? And <laughs> it was, it was bad. It was bad. I I did not take good care of it early on. And uh, that showed later on. Uh, so I, I'm thankful to have a 50. I'm a truck driver now. So yes, officially a Texan. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yep, and then I started the carnivore keto cut last week. Uh, we didn't get to record on uh, last week to talk about it, so yeah, I started that, and I'm a week in, and so far so good. The macros are actually higher than what I've been eating lately, um, which is a little weird, but just yeah, it that's I've been under eating more than likely, and so that is what it is. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been going pretty good. My largest struggle, like I've been, like I told Berto earlier, is uh, getting into the gym because I, I just, I always on the go and always busy and things come up and I can't seem to wake up early enough to actually get to the, like I set my alarm for six, I wake up at six and then things come up because I've got four animals that all need fed individual things and animals that need to go to the vet and all sorts of different mm-hmm. things lately. So it's been it's been a crazy week, but a good one for sure. Um, and then I'll talk more about it at a later time. It's, it's been a big week for me. 
Uh, I'll talk more about it at a later time because we may end up actually having a guest from the company to share more about it. But I started wearing a continuous glucose monitor and so uh, able to to watch how my body reacts to different things as I eat it. And so far, because I'm eating just, you know, strict carnivore, uh, it's as solid as a rock and, and I've had a couple low lows, uh, but it, most of it's just kind of been very solid uh, 80-ish uh, milligram per deciliter, which is uh, about what most people would call their their uh, fasting uh, glucose level after a night of sleep. So I, I, I would say that it's uh, in a in a pretty decent space, uh, space around. So, uh, yeah, so looking, looking good there and, and uh, using that as accountability, using that as information. So any club business before we dive into shout outs and whatnot? Nothing particular for me. Okay. Okay. Well, um, hopefully by the time this airs, we will actually have some designs chosen. I'm working on it. Uh, this time around, it's kind of my choice. <laughs> and so I'm working on um, the, the the special or the new design for the merch. And then we just got to get that set up and get the the store going. So Hopefully, uh, we'll have that design done in the near future and be get that going uh, from where it is right now so that we can have things like hoodies and whatnot for winter, which would be good. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, we will work on that um, in the next uh, week or so. That's the only business I have, think of. So uh, before we get into shout outs, let's do our reminders real quickly for our listeners. Uh, make sure uh, if you haven't subscribed, you do on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, if you have the chance to uh, go over to Apple podcast and leave us a review, we'd love to have your feedback on the podcast so that we can know how we're doing number one, but it also helps the algorithm to make sure that uh, other people out there get, you know, us in front of them and uh, as suggestions of that. So any help that you can provide there would be good um, because you would, we, we just want to get rich, right guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so just all the fame, <laughs> all the glory that that's what we want. So, um, th- there's that it, to get all of our links, all of our social information, uh, the groups, uh, the online store, which will have stickers. It will at least have stickers by the time this airs, um, that you can order. And, um, the, uh, you know, and, and beyond, uh, that just all of our links for everything, um, go to the keto and that will get you to our uh, links where you can find pretty much everything. TheKetoMansClub.com. So uh, do that for us if you would. Uh, Alberto, let's start with you on the shout outs. All right. Uh, this one was just one that popped up today, actually. And it was from a member, uh, Tyler W. He said he went out and did some keto quote unquote grocery shopping and was asking if anyone else has done any of the same this fall. And it's a picture of him. Uh, holding a buck that he got that he bagged in the back of his truck. And I, I always wait every year to see who's going to be the first person to, to <laughs> post something about hunting. And this guy, this guy won the prize. Unfortunately, the prize is nothing, but good for Walter. He gets a shout out. And then <laughs> since, uh, <laughs> since Chris bought a truck and upped his Texas game, I had to up my Texas game one more notch since I already have a truck. And I actually went hunting for the first time this weekend. And by hunting, I mean walking around the woods, making entirely way too much noise, holding a shotgun. <laughs> but I had a hunting license in my pocket, so it counts. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. It does. I actually was in on that conversation, and my, my interjection was I really, like, I didn't even re- realize it until I typed it, but I really do think that it's, or feel like it's on my bucket list to at least once go out 
kill something, drag it home, feed my family. Like there's just something in me that really wants to do that. And so uh, luckily for me, even though I don't have any guns uh, myself, I can uh, connect with family. I've got several, you know, family with, with plenty of, uh, of access to such things and they, they regularly hunt. We get deer sausages and things like that from my brother-in-law all the time. And so, I have a feeling that, you know, a call or two, a message or two, and I'll probably uh, to get on, in on some of the action there one way or another. So uh, I plan to uh, to actually do that and to act on that because I really do want to uh, to do that. I've, I've technically hunted. I've sat in a, in, in a deer blind with a, with a gun ready to, to shoot on a, on a Texas ranch, but it was a men's retreat on a ranch out in the middle of nowhere, and it wasn't the season. And so it's like, we're not going to find <laughs> it was just an activity to do. And it was fun. It was, it was fun, but there was definitely an actual deer walking around. Let us kill them. Well, let me just say that 13 year old Jimmy did go deer hunting one time and uh, had built a tree stand for over the summer and was ready to go rock and roll and everything. And then nobody told me about coating yourself in deer urine. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's kind of a buzzkill when you're 13 years old and you're told to get up at three 30 in the morning to go st- sit in 40 degree weather, you know, alone. And so, yeah, that, and then, yeah, um, I got to pee. So once mm. I did that, I don't mm. think I ever saw a deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, no, no, no hunting for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I know it's not for everybody, but it, it's definitely, there's something in my subconscious yeah. that's wanting to for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Jim, what's your shout out for the week? Mine is to David Herrera, who went to Disney and Universal mm-hmm. in the last uh, few days. And I love the side by sides that he shared because he went to the nth degree and went to the exact same spots mm-hmm. where he had photos taken in September of 2018. So yeah. just a hair over two years ago. Same pose. Um, can't really truly verify it's David because he's wearing a mask. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but still, he uh, no numbers in the post of what he's lost or anything. But visually, yeah, dude is definitely mm-hmm. slimmed down. And uh, I guess it is him because of the tattoos. So we'll give him credit <laughs> for that. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Mr. David Herrera for uh, a nice job and uh, probably a well-deserved vacation as well. Absolutely. We all need one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, along those, those same lines or, or, you know, mentioning David, we sent him a message and he said that he would love to be on the podcast. So we're going to work on scheduling that at some point, hopefully in the near future. And, uh, and so that's, uh, that's going to be uh, cool to have uh, the chance to be able to, to share his, or to, to talk with him, uh, one-on-one hear his story and, and dig in deeper into the, uh, behind the scenes images in the making. Uh, so my shout out is going to be for George, uh, Buchanan, Buchanan, I guess is what it technically is. I'm not sure. Um, but he, uh, he, he posted a side by side of his current versus his, his old photo. And he says, it makes me sick when old me pops up in Facebook memories. Keto most definitely saved my life. And the, the difference is absolutely striking. And I totally get where he's coming from on the whole seeing yourself and saying, how the heck did I get? How did I you know, let myself slip? You know, whatever that internal dialogue is. Um, I think a lot of us that have either lost a lot of weight or struggling with losing a lot of weight, um, we, we, we feel that a lot. I, I don't think that's strange. Um, being able to look back is something, though, that we can that we can celebrate and say, "Hey, 
that was where I would. I changed it. I, I made the uh, whatever it was. So glad that he's contributing and uh, thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, so we do have a guest this week as normal and uh, Carlton is waiting in the wings. He's one of our uh, members and I have had the pleasure of getting to actually sit down and eat some of the best Kansas City barbecue that you could ever. Want. Now, I make that qualifier, not the best barbecue that you can ever want, because that's a very heated debate, you know, and everywhere. But, you know, I've been I grew up in Kansas City. Grew, you know, I've spent a long, uh, long time now. I've, I've spent 10 years total, you know, between my two stents in Texas. So Texas barbecue has its, you know, place in my heart. Kansas City barbecue has its place in my heart. There will be no divorcing the two. Uh, from from me, but they have two different categories. So some of the best Kansas City barbecue that you could ever want. Actually, that was that was a, uh, what used to be Oklahoma Joe's. It's now Joe's uh, Kansas City Bar. So welcome to the show, Carlton. Thank you. And I was just thinking about, of course, we lived in Michigan for several years, and you were talking about hunting. Have you all ever seen the movie Escanaba in the Moonlight? I've not seen the movie. I've actually seen the play though. Yes. Well, the movie is is well worth watching. It's has more rude bodily noises than any other movie known <laughs> yeah. to man. Yep. Sounds, sounds right. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was actually put on by the uh, the local community theater, and pretty sure I saw it or was involved with some aspect of the production for it. I forget which. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I, yeah, that was definitely something they were doing, and that was a great play. Jeff Daniels was the mm-hmm. Buckless Uber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, I think, did I see it in passing? Doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, that's definitely a great movie. Uh, something that I will probably pull up and watch again anyway whether I've seen it or, or not. Um, so Carlton, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, kind of where you are. Obviously, you know, now, you know, I said that we met up in the Kansas City. You're in the Kansas City area, roughly. Um, tell us, you know, just give us some of your background. Um, and if you're willing to, JJ made it very clear in, in his interview with us that he didn't want us going into the age. You've shared your age semi- somewhat, you know, openly, but if you want to go into to your age as well with some of that, you can. But um, give us give us a quick intro of who you are and uh, and all that, and then we'll get into your health journey. Sure. So I am 61 years old. Uh, I started my keto journey three years ago. Uh, my daughter was getting married in January, and in August I decided I didn't want to go rolling down the aisle. So I went on a keto journey to lose some weight. Uh, my my biggest inspiration came from a good friend of mine who owns six McDonald's restaurants. Mm. And so McDonald's was my inspiration to go keto, so to speak. Uh, but uh, my goal was to lose weight to, so I looked good for my daughter's wedding. I had never been successful for with anything like that. And honestly, my daughter said, you know, you're not really going to stick with this. And that was this, that was three years ago and still keto. So lost the uh, 50 plus pounds, uh, walked her down the aisle, the, one of the greatest moments of my life. And shortly thereafter, I thought for the first time ever, I felt good enough to exercise. If you've seen my pictures since, you would think like, wow, this guy's probably done this for some time. But it's been two and a half years that I've been in the gym and uh, loving that aspect of life. And I heard you talking about, you know, 
finding difficulty to get in the gym. I think we all have those struggles, but uh, it's equally as difficult when I can't. So uh, I, I, I love being able to have that time just for myself and, and to build and to get rid of some stress. And uh, it's fantastic. Agreed. And and yes, whenever you show side-by-side pictures or your current pictures, people, I, I think my comment to you recently was, uh, I think that you found the, the, the fountain of youth um, because you, you, you look years younger now in the photo with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and that was, that was after losing that weight. So yeah, I, I feel like I've lost 15 or 20 years <laughs> easily. So what are your, what are your, Vital statistics, so, so to speak, like height. Where did you start out with weight? Where you are? Where are you now? So I'm five ten. I I was at about two fifteen. Now I'm about one eighty, one eighty one. Uh, but I I got down to about one uh, one sixty, and I've just been putting on muscles. So I'm not really too obsessed with the scale um, because of that. I recently had a, a body scan and. Not sure the accuracy of the in body. I think I mentioned that on a yeah. uh, group, but uh, it had me at thirteen point three percent. I'm probably somewhere. In, I'm sure I'm somewhere in the teens. Mm-hmm. So thirteen point three. I would like to think I'm there, but that could be a little low. Yeah, I mean, just judging from the pictures I see, it's it's probably not unlikely. With you know, here, here's my advice for saying body fat percentage when people ask: just tell them you're in the low teens. Because if you're in, if you say you're in the low teens and you're actually lower, nobody cares. But if you say you're ten and they think you're thirteen, everybody cares. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Low teens is. I think I'm in the mid teens actually. So, but low teens would be fine with me. You uh, you definitely have been hitting the the gym hard. Um, so tell us. Um, let, let's dial it back even further. So, kind of, what would the story be of the? How did you? How did you get to the point where you are, you know, were were the, at your heaviest and not not healthy? And what complications did that did you you also have with that health wise? Did you have any uh, pre diabetes diagnosis or anything like that? No, but you know, when I look at the my old pictures, it's really sad for me to see because I was not comfortable in my skin. It was hard to find before pictures because I really shied away from the camera and uh, was just not comfortable with myself, low, low energy. Uh, You know, I felt like I wasn't, well, I know I wasn't as active as our kids were growing up um, as I could have been. And uh, now a couple of weeks ago, we found out that uh, we're expecting our first grandchild. So I'm looking forward to doing things with my grandchild. I didn't have the energy to do with my kids. So you've already bought the baby barbells to, you know, take to the nursery and things like that. Very much so. <laughs> yes. That's great. But that's exciting to think that I can have more energy to do things for with my grandchildren than I did with my kids. It's sad, but, you know, we can only move forward. And so that's where we are. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, that's what yeah. I would say the vast majority of us, those that have kids, it's, it all comes down to being able to keep up with them little monsters. So, Absolutely. <laughs> and I've got, I've got little tiny ones. Uh, you know, well, let's just say a little tiny, you know, nine, seven and one and a half. So th- it's only getting harder and harder. And, and I'm keeping up with that nine year old is getting definitely getting harder. because She's getting fast. Yeah. I don't know how anyone who has kids is able to maintain a, 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 a good diet or 
exercise program. You know, both of our kids are grown and out of the house. And so our time is our own. So, but uh, I hand it to anyone who is trying to juggle all those things in their lives and, and still maintain um, some health, some healthy habits in their lives. Is it, I mean, it's a trick for me. Like I said, like I would, you know, I don't really typically enjoy waking up crazy early in the morning. For me, the diet's the easy part because that, that's, you know, you can control that any time of the day. But the training, you know, now the girls are, are going back to school or are back in school. So now I try to make it back from the gym as early as possible so I can just help get them ready. Or if Noah wakes up, help get him ready. But so like now, like my schedule is my alarm goes off like at 3.45 in the morning. I'm trying, I'm at the gym by 4.30. And done by six, so I can hopefully be home by six fifteen. And that's usually by the time the girls get out of the bathroom. And then you know, after getting ready and stuff, and I, I just help out in whatever way I can, whether it's you know getting the boy or making the coffee or putting the dishes away, you know, whatever I can possibly do. But you know, I try to be there. You know, I see him off for school, so it, it's getting rough, man. Because you know, I was talking to my wife, we were laughing about it, and you know, we were talking over the weekend. She's like, "Oh, maybe we'll be all to sleep in tomorrow." And I look at her, and go, there's, "There's no more sleeping in. Like all we have left is go to bed early." Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very different. We're experiencing an empty nest. So what I have to do is try to be protective of our time together. So I'll go into the office very early. Sometimes I'm there by six so I can be done by three, get to the gym and be home before uh, dinner's ready and, and have the evening. Uh, it would, you know, it, it would be easy to spend the evening in the gym, but uh, you know, that's the time that we have together and we've been married for 35 years. So it's important to, to protect that time together. Maybe we can dig deeper into that a little later because that, that is absolutely something I know I, I struggle with it because my schedule is so opposite my uh, with work. And so, you know, any tips and tricks we get from you on that would totally help, but let's, let's keep digging into the health side. So you did, you say that you didn't have any specific diagnoses, but you'd gained all this weight. Was it just diet or lack of activity and you're, um, you know, the, the type of work that you're doing, not being very move, you know, active or, or what, what do you think contributed most to all that? So, as I said, we've been married for 35 years. When we got married, I weighed 135 pounds. And, uh, as, and when I started this, I was at 212. So over those 35 years, the pounds just kind of added up. And as a result of a really sedentary, passive kind of existence. And I'm not athletic at all. Um, so didn't participate in any sports, any anything that was really active. I'm a musician, but sitting at a piano bench is not, mm-hmm. doesn't burn a lot of calories. Uh, so it, well, that that actually kind of depends on how hard you hit board. <laughs> and and honestly, Indeed. comparing the two of us, I'm the one that hits the keyboard harder. Than, um, <laughs> that's just stylistically, you're you're classical. I am very definitely right. So um, so yeah, the, the sedentary, being a musician, um, not really being super active in in participatory sports. Now, I would probably counter and say, and, and hopefully you agree with this, that now. Hopefully you realize that you are an athlete. You're just an athlete in the gym. And um, it, it just looks different than maybe what uh, people wanted, you know, you to be involved with or what you thought was what you were supposed to be involved. You um, know, Chris, like the, the past few birthdays, um, I've requested to do things like uh, doing ropes course with our adult children mm-hmm. and uh, going axe throwing and doing different things that I never 
in, in a million years would have considered doing uh, three years ago. And that's exciting for me. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, so you, you got into the gym, you got things going activity wise. Um, what, um, you know, you, you got past the wedding. What, um, what was it like stepping into the gym that first time trying to figure out what the heck you were doing? So I, I had already lost a lot of weight, so I, I didn't have that, um, to take in with me, but I, I, I definitely felt awkward, but I was ready to, uh, I, I was ready to face it and, and get going. And I started off doing a five by five program where I, I learned the, the basic big lifts and good form and, uh, and did that for a year. And that was really a fantastic program. And then transition from that to German volume training, which is a little bit more um, demanding. You're doing 10 by 10, 10 sets of 10 on all the big lifts. And I saw a lot of growth during the six months that I did German volume training. What did you, What is it called? German volume? Is that what you said? German volume training. Yep. It already sounds evil. No offense to the Germans. <laughs> it is brutal. <laughs> so, so what, what, what is what? What are you lifting right now when you're doing the ten by ten? I mean, give us a little bit so more. I'm not do, so I'm not doing German. I did that for about six months, and and you know the big lifts. You're you're not since you're doing ten sets of ten. You may do sixty percent of what you could of your one rep max, but when you're doing that many reps, it it you can feel it and you focus a lot on the eccentric motion, the negative. So um, you would push in, in on the count of one in, in one second and then take three or four seconds to slowly lower that um, bench press bar down. And so uh, it's you're getting the most out of every one of those uh, reps. So it, it's it's. Um, it's very challenging. It's it can get kind of monotonous because you're doing ten sets mm. of ten, uh, but it's very very effective. So when you're doing all of this, number one, you said that if I heard you right, you you weren't in a gym prior. So how did your body uh, welcome this new lifestyle kind of thing? Because I know a lot of guys in the group are like, I want to go join the gym and whatnot. But they go at a gung ho for four or five days, and then they hurt, or they've hurt themselves, or whatever, and they've defeated the purpose. So, how did you find your natural groove with everything? Well, with the five by five program that I did, it had you starting with an empty bar, and so you're not going to kill yourself with that. Mm -hmm. And and really working on form. Um, you know, I, I when I went to the gym, I saw guys there; they were big, and and the one thing I did take from them. I looked around and I saw guys that were big, that were doing um, free weights. I saw people who um, had weight that were, that seemed to be on the uh, the treadmill for an hour at a time. And I thought, okay, of those, not saying that one causes the other, I want to look like that. And so I've not been one to spend a lot of time uh, doing a lot of cardio. I just don't do cardio to speak of, but uh, I have focused on the weights and, um, and, and I've, I've seen guys, big guys use small weights with control and slowly. And, and that 
to me is as impressive as, you know, packing onto plates and, and uh, trying to pump out half a dozen reps. So uh, I, I've learned a lot from others, but early on, I don't know why I just uh, decided that it, it was not going to work for me to compare myself to others because I can't, if I see that guy that looks amazing, I have no idea how much time, what it's taken for him to get there. For me to want that for myself immediately is self-defeating. So I early on realized I'm, my only competition is myself and where I've been, you know, a year ago, five years ago, where I am now, where I can be. And uh, I'm on my own journey. So I learned a lot from guys in the gym, but I, you know, I've fortunately not been one that's been, um, that's hampered with that kind of envy, like, man, I, if I could just be like that, it's like, no, I probably will never be just like that. I'll yeah. be, you know, the best I can be. Did you have any issues when you started? I mean, even with the, the five by five, did you, did you have any injuries? Did you have to stop anything or did you, did your plan truly work for you the right way? Like it's supposed to. Well, funny you say that there was one evening when I was doing a bench and, uh, I, I had a failure and it came down and hit me in the mouth and I ended up in the oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So that was pretty humbling. So this uh, is your daughter's wedding. So you didn't have a Photoshop smile or anything, correct? No, no. This was uh this was well after the wedding. So okay. yes. Mm. You have that, even yesterday I was at the gym and I felt like I I, I what what I'm doing now is six days, one day each for Shoulders, back, chest, legs, triceps, and biceps. So yesterday was um, bicep day, and I felt like I kind of strained. So after I got home, I was not feeling well. Put some ice on it, and today it's fantastic. So I'm pleased that I'm like uh, recovering pretty well too. Yeah, that's that's a. The, that part's amazing. The part of, you know, dropping a bar on your face, definitely not so amazing. <laughs> I think yeah, we've all had our uh, spectacular gym fails, you know, and, and I've definitely had my, the you know, my fair share and that's for sure. So, I mean, that, that's understandable. And I think yeah, the, the way you were talking about the, how your program had you going, you start out with an empty bar and just focus on form. And then and I think that's a part a lot of people miss that, uh, you know, because, you know, I hear the comments a lot, like, am I supposed to just stay with this bar? Like, it's super light. And you're like, well, just wait, you know, go through the motions, take your time. You'll get there, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, stick with the program. It'll be hard soon enough. Mm-hmm. So did you oh, have any, uh, did you find yourself having any kind of impatience getting going or you just kind of just trusted it, trusted the program and run with it? I really just kind of trusted it. I, I was very, I've always been focused on like safety and, and not getting injured. Um, I don't really do anything with the deadlifts right now. Might pick that up at some point, but that's a lot of stress on your um, central nervous system and things. And, and it's not something I'm just real anxious about doing a lot of. So um, I don't do a lot of uh, deadlifts, but uh, yeah, you know, if you take an empty bar and you, if, if you do slow controlled movements, it's amazing which, you know, how heavy that can feel. Oh, absolutely. And same goes for body weight work. If that's, if that's the, the route you decide to go, you know, you, you do body weight work and you focus on your form and going nice and slow and it, it, and it can be in, 
incredibly difficult. Right. Yeah, the body weight is one that I've uh, not worked. I've been trying to develop my pull-ups, and that's my biggest shame right now is pull-ups. It's sad. Uh, I'm, I'm still doing some assisted pull-ups. I can squeak out a few, but um, so I avoid them. That's So that's my confession. I need to <laughs> confront my deficit in pull-ups. So. I well, I, I can't, I can't do any at all without assistance. And then even with the assistance, I feel like I'm putting a crap ton of weight trying to counterbalance myself when the assisted machines. So yeah, yeah that's uh, it's definitely a hard movement. And part of it that's hard for me, and that this is why I, I have to be careful with it, is there was a, a period of time when I was at my heaviest. So 280 pounds, I'm trying to do pull-ups. And so I'm like doing negatives and I ended up hurting my shoulder. So I have to be pretty, pretty careful about uh, that particular type of movement. If I'm doing a, a military press or something like that overhead, I have to be very intentional and slow and sometimes, you know, decrease my amount of weight just to make sure that I'm not putting too much stress on that, that shoulder because it's still to this day. And this is you know, years later at this, it still has just a tinge of something there in the back, you know, there on the inside that I can. So, um, so workout wise, you, you've, you've moved up and now you're feeling strong. You've got your deficits, but you're, you're feeling pretty, pretty adequate in, in a lot of areas and your physique totally shows it. So there's always that. What, um, what would you say, uh, for someone that is just walking into the gym, just trying to get started, they've just lost that initial poundage. They've got all that energy. They've got to get moving. They got to be doing something. They want to try the gym. What would, if it's a resource that you would recommend or uh, a piece of advice, what would you tell someone who's trying to get that start? So I, I, I've not had the advantage of working with a trainer. I think that would be fantastic if someone would have that available to them. Um, so I, I just took a program, the KG five by fives and, uh, I was not afraid to ask questions of people at the gym. Um, you know, some guys are more than happy to give you some advice. And uh, so, but just really consistency and, and not trying to overdo it and, and uh, load, load up weights, you know, way ahead. I've done that in the past where, you know, I would go to the gym for very short periods of time and just completely burn out. But, um, I've never, the longest I had been at the gym before this were, was weeks or a few months. So, so I was pretty intent on not doing that. My wife was very, you know, she's like, don't go and hurt yourself. Whatever you do. <laughs> it's a very so, wifely thing to say. Yes. I think I've heard my wife say something similar. Don't die. Something like don't that. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so let's, let's talk about food a little bit. Um, you, you got into the keto diet, you, you kind of started figuring out what to eat. Um, what was your early favorite? What did you find that you kind of diverted to? What did eating look like? Early? So early on, I just absolutely loved bulletproof coffees and I would make the hugest bulletproof coffee that would last me all morning that had butter heavy cream in it and mct oil and uh, pink salt and it was it was amazing and i i wouldn't be hungry until later in the day um 
And I, I tell people, I think that the, the focus on the fat helped to get me off of the carbs. I just was not hungry. So uh, I wasn't craving carbs. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. Um, but we typically eat a lot of um, good protein, good steak, beef tenderloin, salmon, you know, hamburgers. Uh, we recently got a Traeger grill, and that's pretty amazing. Um, so we smoked our first brisket this weekend, and I finished that off pretty quickly. So uh, Alberto, he would have been very, very proud of me how much brisket I consumed. <laughs> so, uh, so and of course, you know, bacon and stuff like that. I absolutely. But now we we just eat a lot of protein, good protein. Just today for lunch, I had can of uh, tuna, an avocado, some string cheese. You know, tonight we had uh, hamburger in a foil with uh, some some veggies, and uh, so. Just staying away from the refined uh, carb, the the rice, the potatoes, the breads, pasta. One thing I have not done is I've not been one to do my macros, like count them. Uh, my wife is the chef. She's the cook, and I really don't want to put that on her. To uh, So I've I've watched my my carbs, but outside of that, I've not really – been very focused on counting macros okay. to maybe to the detriment maybe i could have progressed further and faster and more but it is what it is well and you're proving that with or without counting your macros you can absolutely get to your goal with just staying focused on the basics knowing that you, you know knowing what you can and you can't eat and just not eating what you can't and right. keeping it simple like that so i totally um, I, I, I applaud you. I don't track most of the time, uh, just to give from my personal experience. Uh, I don't track most of the time I'm tracking right now because of the cut, because I need to know how many calories I've, I've eaten or not eaten, uh, for the day and, and things like that. That's really what, in the proportions of making sure that the right percentages or ratios, but, uh, normally I don't. And I just, eat what I know to eat. And so that you can have a lot of really great success eating intuitively within the keto, which I love. And in three years now, you know, if, if I do something that's off plan momentarily, it's a blip on the radar. I got a text from my wife, kind of a snarky text. And she saw that there was a certain transaction on our <laughs> bank card. And the text said donuts for breakfast. <laughs> and absolutely, someone had had donuts for breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's time for you to have your own personal account, sir. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, 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 did your, um, how did your eating habits change, Carlton, from when you were losing weight and doing keto to when you started into the training at the gym? Did you start adding in more protein or, or what, how did you shift that? I think early on, I just did a lot of fats and I, or I kind of got wary of that. And I just transitioned to more protein and, and more fresh, fresh vegetables. And uh, so that's, that was kind of a natural transition for me. Okay. Yeah. And another 
important part to that that people seem to overlook is that if you, if you're red meat focused, you're you're fat heavy by default. You know, as far as the percentages go, like you you know you don't track. So like you know if you eat gram for gram, you might be eating less fat than protein. But if, even during the cut, when I was uh you know at the lowest, I was at, I was roughly one to one. You know, one gram of protein for one gram of fat. But when you look at the percentage, that was still sixty seven percent fat uh, by percentage. Absolutely. So, I mean, either way, if you know if you're red meat focused, you are by definition high fat. Just you know, but it's by percentage. Right. 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 So the the other thing that that kind of plays into this is last November, I um, my doctor, I found a doctor who was keto friendly um, in the area, and uh, when I saw him, I talked to him about how I was doing, and one thing that came up was uh, T levels and he, um, I asked if he would check for my testosterone level and he was willing to do that and ultimately um, prescribed uh, testosterone replacement uh, therapy for me. So I've, since last November, I've been on 200 milligrams a week of um, testosterone. So, and what I found with that, not so much, I haven't gotten like just bulked up astronomically from that. For me, I, what I found is the difference in stamina and in recovery. Just like with the yesterday, felt like I'd injured my strained a bicep, put some ice on it, and today it's fantastic. Uh, I feel like recovery is is really um, is really good, and stamina in the gym uh, is just really um, improved a lot. So, what was your? I'm very was- pleased with that. So. I, yeah, it, when I started, my T level was about 155, and now I'm around 700. Okay, that's uh, yeah, 700 is a pretty good number. Uh, it's and we we have 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 recently had this discussion in the group. I have the or I see the the conversation constantly in my TRT Facebook group, um, and and you know the the. Everybody is bio individuals. So just like every one of us has to figure out how, how to do keto for us. Uh, we, you know, we have to, to, uh, do keto for, or we have to do TRT for, for our physical, uh, phys, physiology. So we have to do what we, we have to do to, to get it to where it makes us feel best. So if your best is 700, um, total, uh, now that's one very small piece of the puzzle. We, we talked some about that. And we'll probably continue to talk more about it going forward and to and and trying to dive deep into this stuff because it's important to know um that due to our environments due to our metabolic disease that the the derangement that we deal with all of all of this stuff that we're exposed to all of our lives growing up um or living through the seventy eighty ninety two thousand our testosterone is going to take a hit because we've had so many um, phytoestrogens and things like that that we've been exposed to. And so needing to be on TRT is not anything to be ashamed of. It's, And that's not just because I'm on TRT <laughs> that I say <laughs> that. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. It's having low T is not something to be ashamed of. Get over the machismo. Get to a good doctor that isn't going to look at a 250 number and go, oh, it's really close to average. Well, we don't want to be average. We want to be optimal. We want to be prime. Be the best that we can. get. You a doctor who's actually numbers balanced. Um, and uh, there's a lot of resources out there. But tell a tell a tell a farm tell a doctor however they. Call it. So yeah, um, yeah. So 
how has that been? You, you, we're talking about close to a year at this point, right? Or a little over right. a year? Yeah, almost a year. Almost a year. So uh, did you – How the, the question that I get often is how quickly did you feel the difference? Um, I think it was a matter of probably a month or two before I started feeling – you know, a real increase in functioning. So, uh, but, and, and it took a while. He, he, even though he was, fortunately he was willing to prescribe, he seemed to, I had to pull teeth to get to the number I wanted as far as dosage. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he wanted a pretty low dose uh, and that wasn't going, in fact, my T levels were going down because uh you were supplementing and it was, was, was yeah. it stopped producing mm-hmm. and it wasn't uh, introducing enough to um, to make up for that. So yeah. uh, so we finally got that within the next first couple months. And um, that's where it, I'm happy with where that level is. And um, my wife is a nurse. So um, I take 100 milligrams in one hip on Wednesday and Hundred milligrams in the other hip on Saturday, so yep. that's the way we do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's nice having someone else be able to to poke the sharp, pointy thing in your into your body. Uh, my wife yeah. is not willing yeah. to do that for me, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I've got my my process down, but it is one of those things doing doing two uh, two injections a week. And uh, for those wondering. If you're doing it in the hip or in the leg, uh, the big muscles, because you want to get it clo- as close as you can to the muscles that are actually interskeletal. So you want it to get real close to the bone, but not all the way to the bone. You're talking about at least an inch long needle. Right. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like this little tiny little insulin thing. The insulin needles are nothing. I give myself HCG with those. It's no big deal. I don't, I don't feel that at all. Um, so it, it's... Um, but yeah, the, 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 the injections, they, they really aren't that big of a deal, especially if you have someone to help you with it, even if you don't, it takes a little mind over matter at first, but get used to it. You're... Um, so we talked about the working out, we've talked about the food. Um, what were some of your best resources along the way that you found that you, uh, either advise people just getting started or, um, or, or resources that you use still? I think mainly through relationships and, and people uh, through different groups like Keto Man's Club and, and uh, just connecting like that and, and getting some support from others, uh, and some encouragement uh, just to stay positive and stay consistent with it. Uh, one thing that's been uh, really affirming for me, as I mentioned, I, I work in a maximum security prison in Kansas. And the inmates knew me when I was 212 pounds. And they've seen that transition, that transformation, really. And so they think I'm pretty studly, actually. So I'm Dr. Q. And they're like, Dr. Q, you're ripped, man. I'm not ripped, but some of them thinks that I think that I am. So I've got some pretty good street cred among the felons, let me tell you. Hey, that, that there's worse things. That might be the uh, <laughs> our episode right there. <laughs> Street cred among the felons. <laughs> yeah. How about That's it. how about um, you know mentally with the weight loss and everything like that? Did keto give you that kind of mind clearing and all of that that we've heard from, from other guys? 
I, I don't know that I've experienced that so much. I don't feel like I needed to experience that so much, but, um, you know, I, I've heard about that and that I, I can't really um, endorse that and say that that's been a, a major thing for me. So, um, but I've not experienced anything to the detriment of clarity and, you know, those things, but that's not personally uh, uh, something that I've experienced. Okay. You may have already been mentally clear before that, Carlton. We just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I am, uh, I take medication for ADHD, so I, I do that every day. So. Very cool. Um, so it, it, this, so your wife has been doing this with you as well. So that, that's uh, something that's been very, very helpful. Uh, ha, has she seen similar results? Um, ha, have you, what, what's, what's that been like, uh, you know, as you've, as you've taken on this journey and then she's kind of coming along with you. So she's not keto. Oh, okay. She, Apologies. She cooks keto for me. She's, it's just the two of us. So she cooks stuff that I can eat. And she's very great about not having a lot of processed foods around the house. Um, she's got her ice cream uh, in the freezer. And occasionally she'll say, wait, I didn't eat that ice cream. Where did it go? Um, but but, but she, she's, she's a fantastic cook. And so I'm really blessed there and that she's doing that for me. But she was really my inspiration because she had, um, before I ever lost weight, she had been working on herself and had lost a, a good amount. And uh, in fact, one day, I wouldn't recommend this, but uh, she told me that, as I said, we've been married for 35 years. And she said for the first time she was able to get into a size six dress like when she we got married. And so I mentioned to her that now they make size six dresses bigger than they used to. And that apparently wasn't the right thing to say. Ouch. <laughs> but so she was, she was my motivation and, and uh, inspiration because she had just through what she was doing with exercise and portion control and things um, had, had lost a good amount of weight. So it, it, it kind of was caused me to look at myself and say, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Yep. Very cool. Okay, so um, let's start winding things down. We've we've had you, we've held you for long enough, and 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 all of that. Um, so a couple couple questions that we almost we ask almost everybody. So first of all, what surprised you the most about this process? About the process, about keto, about lifting, any of that stuff. Um, I, I think the thing that you know when you think about changing your eating habits. Um, you think about feeling hungry and 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 unsatisfied and uh, you know wanting something that you can't have and I just have not experienced that you know for me going to a restaurant it's not frustrating it's kind of a challenge I'll look at try to look at their menu beforehand and see okay how can I make this work and make it work mm -hmm. instead of going in and and feeling like you're trapped like, oh, gee, it's an Italian restaurant. I have to eat pasta. No, you know, they have things you can eat, chicken and things that you can eat. Um, so I, I think what surprised me is how doable it is and how sustainable it is, which is are things we don't, we hear the exact opposite about ketogenic lifestyle. Well, and you're just starving all the time, right? 
you just don't you get to so eat that would probably be the biggest yeah the biggest surprise for me okay very cool very cool and um now the answer can't be steak but what's your favorite keto food so is beef tenderloin steak technically not <laughs> yes beef tenderloin and and we she knows how to reverse sear cook it and it's amazing it's like it's like butter uh, okay. but butter is actually another one i you know I have no qualms at eating a spoonful of butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might end up doing that myself tonight because I'm low on my fat metal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so it, that's, that's awesome. It's great. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, any other, so uh, we, we talked about resources, so that's, uh, yeah, we covered all the basics with you and, 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 and then some. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for, for doing all that. Any other business to attend to, uh, Berto or, or Jim? Uh, no, sir. I think we, we pretty much covered most of it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, very good. Well, a quick reminder to our listeners, we'll get, the, get Carlton's uh, contact information here in a moment, but um, uh, just a, a quick reminder, if, if you found this information valuable, if you think someone in your life might be able to uh, get, get something from this conversation, be able to, to amplify or improve or optimize their life uh, based on the experience that Carlton has shared with us today, uh, share this episode with um, get it out there and, uh, and let them get the chance to, to hear the story and see if it, it, and I use it every week. It just, it works so well. I'll have to figure out another another expression at some point but the pebble that makes the apple um will uh hopefully you'll you'll be able to to share this with some really impact their lives so that would be awesome carlton how can people get in contact with you if uh they have questions or they just want to hear more about your story or things like that so on facebook um my facebook uh username is carlton scott uh, my last name is Quattlebaum, but when you work in a prison, you don't put your last name on Facebook. <laughs> um, my last, my email is Quattlebaum, Q-U-A-T-T-L-E-B-A-U-M, the number 2000 at AOL.com. And we've had that for 20 years. So <laughs> that's our email. Okay. We're sticking with it. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, well, um, that's pretty much it for us this week. Um, a, a quick, uh, another quick reminder: if you uh, want to get into uh, connect with the group, our Discord server link is there. Um, all of the links for everything, theketomansclub.com. and so can reach uh, reach out uh, to us. Uh, you can also reach out to us via email. Um, uh, keto man's club podcast at gmail.com and you can leave us a voicemail at 512-518-6161 and so there's lots of ways to connect with us we'd love to hear from you in whatever way that might be and so uh, use that uh, the links or whatever method you'd like to reach out and, uh, and well that's it for this week and that's the hell next week make sure to eat meat lift heavy sleep and repeat <music> 
thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.